0: Talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Makes me
1: me That's good. <laughs> Best part, Tay. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Fight Club and happy Tuesday. Hey everyone. Good morning. Hey. Happy Tuesday.
2: You never know when it's gonna exactly go live. So I'm always afraid I'm gonna have like something in my teeth or something. Like that. Nah, you're good. <laughs> you're good, Tay. You're good. Well, <laughs> welcome back to Fight Club for Business, everyone. We are the show for home service business owners looking to improve their marketing, finances, systems, and culture. And we're a team of self-employed industry experts, and we're joined this week by our guest, Chris Hunter. Super excited to have you on the show, Chris. Can you just give everyone a brief rundown of yourself and your business?
3: Yeah. Hey, thanks for first. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm excited to do it. I got to visit with Michelle and tell me what you're doing here, and I was very impressed. And I thought, hey, I'd love to love to come on and, and join you. So thanks for inviting me. But um, yeah, a little bit about myself. So I. I always started off with, uh, first and foremost, I'm a follower of Christ. Then I'm a husband. I'm a father and a grandfather. <laughs> and then I'm a champion of the trades. I love the trades. And mm-hmm. I tell everybody, as long as I keep those priorities in that order, things seem to go pretty well. It's whenever I start uh, mixing those up, that's when I, I kind of get mm-hmm. off track. So I try to keep very intentional, keeping them in that that priority. But um other than that let's see i started as an hvac technician believe it or not so i i was uh your typical technician i was working for a company at t in oklahoma and had the what michael gerber calls the entrepreneurial seizure and started a company in the the large metropolis of ardmore oklahoma twenty five thousand people in this in this large town and didn't know a thing about running an air conditioning shop, zero. You know, I was, I was a technician working on commercial stuff. So I sought out people that have already done it and they've been there and I just learned from the best. I, I, I joined the service roundtable, started learning from people like Ron Smith and Ben Stark and Matt Michelle. And, and uh, so really I didn't know any other way except for to do it. Like the the experts showed me how to do it. So I grew that company called Hunter Super Techs uh, to five locations in Southern Oklahoma. Uh, and then had a exit successful exit at the end of 2018, sold to a company called Turnpoint services, which I'm still uh, a part of an investor in that's acquiring other home service companies around the, around the nation. And in the other, in the meantime, with that, (laughs) speaking of those mentors, Ben Stark, he had an awesome training facility to help build technicians. So me and Ben actually partnered up, and we have a company called GoTime Success Group. And we do um, you know not only train technicians but CSRs, managers, and and really leadership, all kinds of things that we do uh, there at GoTime. We have a, a lab, an actual classroom in, in Hearst, Texas. So got an awesome team there, phenomenal team. Uh, and, and have, had the chance. Michelle has used some of the, the services there as well. So she's one of our favorite customers. But um, <laughs> then other than that, is that if I didn't have enough irons in the fire, uh, a good friend of mine, Tom Howard uh, joined Service Titan and he was trying to, you know, change the customer experience there. And and he reached out and we, we were talking back and forth and it was right during when COVID had started. And he's like, Chris, you think you might want to, you know, come on, come on board here and help us out here at Service Titan. So I'm like, Hey, sounds like a new opportunity. I'd never worked in like a corporate you know, company, a tech company of all things. So I, I love Service Titan as a customer. So I joined the team and uh, and have been the director of customer relations there for a little over a year and a half now as well.
1: Wow.
2: Awesome. <laughs> okay, so anyone on the live right now, I'm just gonna tell you take out Notepad, pen, paper, whatever you need, because Chris is about to dump a wealth of knowledge on us. I can just feel it. Um, So I am super excited to have you on the show, Chris. Thank you so much for giving that brief introduction. Uh, My name is Taylor Maroney. I co-own a power washing company in South Florida with my husband called Pure Power Washing. And I've worked in marketing for about six years and my passion from that really came from helping individual business owners understand the numbers behind the marketing and understand how to make better decisions based upon that so i'm i love talking numbers and marketing kpis and analytics and i'm super excited to have you on the show and kind of pick your brain a little bit about customer relationship marketing how beneficial that is to the business so Thank you for joining us for Fight Club, and welcome back to Fight Club, everyone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And good morning. My name is Megan Likes. I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online. I educate and empower small business owners to know their numbers so that they can live more financially rewarding lives. Um, I also own Likes Accounting Company, a full-service accounting firm. I'm a CPA based out of Northern California, so me and my team can take care of any of those nasty bookkeeping or accounting tasks that uh, home service business owners don't like. And I've specialized in home service because I own a home service business with my husband, Jeff. Uh, We own a window cleaning and gutter cleaning company based in Northern California called Jeff Likes Clean Windows. And uh, I'm happy to be back in Fight Club today. So happy Tuesday, everybody. And Chris, super nice to meet you. Welcome to Fight Club. Thank you.
1: Hey there, everybody. I'm Michelle Myers, co-owner of Pink Collars and a classic overcommitter. I feel like Chris and I might have that in common. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that. Um, And if you wanna outsource your CSRs or office managers, you can give us a call and we can absolutely help you um, run your home service business remotely. So that's what we do at Pink Collars and I'm so excited to have you here. Um, And thank you so much
4: for saying yes, Chris, and welcome to Fight Club. Thank you. And so I'm Martha Woodward. I own a maid service in a neighboring state, so I'm pretty much an absentee owner. I co-founded Quality Driven Software and my purpose is to help people build happier workplaces. So really nice to meet you, Chris, and uh, welcome to the show. We'll get started, Tay.
2: Woo, let's start the hot seat. Awesome. Okay. So Chris, I want to chat to you about marketing, but I'm going to start this by referencing a, um, a scripture passage, passage, excuse me, that you say really drives your philosophy, philosophy in life and what you live by. And that's Colossians 3.23. And it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as to the Lord and not to men. So I feel as though this is such a great scripture passage to really talk about how us as business owners and um, you know even your front desk assistants your technicians can really bring in that heart of service to the business and service to the clients and this really is a marketing technique that isn't spoken about often in my opinion and relationship marketing when it comes to working with your clients is so crucial to the business that relationship between your technicians your front desk you as the business owner, your salesman, your team, really drives those clients to want to come back and have you serve them again. So when looking at customer relation and working with clients themselves, how do you first approach bringing that into a business?
3: Yeah. So far, first <clears throat> let's go back to the, to the scripture. So it, even with the, with this scripture, it was really what helped inspire my, my mission at at Hunter SuperText, Right. And, and a lot of people say, Hey, you shouldn't mix your faith with your company. You know, I mean, it doesn't mix, but for me it did because it was at the core of who I am and, and my, my whole mission, you know, so that's why I felt like it had to, had to go. But even for those that weren't, uh, you know, um, a person of faith or anything, I still feel like, um, it set a good example of seeing people that just fully committed to whatever they're doing. They might as well do it well, you know, whatever it was. But that scripture alone, we, we had a wristband in our company that we even wore that had that that on there. And I did it on honestly at first for myself because things get hard sometimes. Right. And no matter what job you're doing, uh, it can, it can maybe be if you're a technician, you're working in a hot attic and you know, there's this temptation to, maybe just take a shortcut and get out of there and 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 leave and not do maybe what's best for the customer. But, you know, and then if you I glance down, I'd see that scripture and remember that ah, wait a minute. I'm doing this for a different reason. You know, so if, if I can actually make this a form of worship by doing this job really well, no matter who's watching. And so that that inspired me to do things, whatever I did, I'm gonna give it all I got and I'm gonna try to do it really well. And then also I, I hope and I feel that it, it, it flowed over to uh, the team members. So, you know, it didn't matter if you're sweeping the floor or if you're doing marketing or if you're installing the most, uh, you know, prestigious system we have for a very high dollar. All of this had meaning if you did it very well and you gave, you gave, you know, all your heart as if you're doing it for the Lord. So that, that was very, very big. Now the side effect of that. Uh, is it helps your business tremendously. You know, customers recognize and appreciate people that do whatever they do and give it all they got. They they appreciate that and it helps grow uh, that relationship that you have with them. So so that that's kind of the backstory on on why that that verse meant so much to me and uh, and, and why it still drives me today, honestly, uh, in whatever I do. Um, but as far as relationship marketing, you know why that's so important. Well, I think it's a no brainer. I mean, everything in this, this whole thing is about influence and relationships, right? But there was once a study done by Service Nation Alliance. So they they would send out this survey to all our customers and uh, they, they did it to our customers and they also did it to everybody in the Service Nation and we got to see the results. But there, and I can't remember the exact number, but it was, it was very significant, but it was like the, the percentage of people that choose a company based on a recommendation of a friend was like 60 some odd percent. So I'm like, my goodness. So you're telling me if we concentrate on building a good relationship, 60% of people choose a contractor because of that. So I thought, well, why don't we even have, make this a dedicated position at Hunter? Why don't we add on a, a, a relationship marketing person that could go out into the into the community and and really help us build those relationships intentionally. Uh, And and I think it worked very well. In fact, I've seen many other companies do this really, really well. There's a company called Mick Williams and son down in Texas as well. But they they branched out as well into multiple locations and they have a person in each location doing exactly this relationship marketing out in the community. But it's just something that pays pays dividends. Plus, I feel like it's just the right thing to do. And then even like now after I've exited Hunter, the beautiful thing about relationships is uh, that they transcend, right? It's not just about the transactional. I still have relationships with a, a lot of different people, you know, that we've done business with over the year. And those, that truly means something to me.
2: Absolutely. I, I want to dive a little bit deeper into the job position of relationship marketing, uh, you know, manager, um, yep position. I guess we'll go with that. <laughs> um, how what were their responsibilities? Because I'm sure if someone's listening right now, they're saying, this sounds like a great option to add into my business. It's someone that I can bring in that's, you know, sweet, that's caring, that's lively, that's fun. And what roles and what responsibilities did they have when they did go out in the field?
3: Well, yeah. So as a, as a smaller company at first, this was, it was kind of tough thinking, Oh wow, how am I going to pay for this overhead position? So, so I, I I looked at my advertising budget and I seen where all we were investing these dollars at. And and at first that salary for that position came out of that budget. I thought, wow, okay, let's just treat it like uh, another, um, you know, avenue of investment uh, of, of marketing and, and see how it works see if we can do it but as a small company as well i was doing a lot of the marketing myself as the as the owner right i still had multiple hats on so being able to hand over some of these responsibilities was very very key uh, and helpful kind of helped me concentrate on even more with the team and and building building out. but then i saw what would happen when we would you know join different things around the community or be involved in food drives or toy drives and, you know, all these different things. And I would love to be at all of them, but unfortunately, you know, there's only so many hours in a day. So having somebody else that could go and and do that and be intentional about it um, really, really paid off. So as far as responsibilities, that's exactly it. Help with the marketing as far as things like even social media, you know, just creative things like that, but then also be engaged in the community you know, as much as possible represent, be the, be the face of the company out and, and really, uh, leverage that community marketing.
2: That's amazing. And,
3: Oh, lost my camera there.
2: Yeah. We just lost your camera a little bit. There we go. It's there back, we go. I'm so. back. <laughs> um, I appreciate this so okay. much. And it's okay.
3: It's Sorry about that.
2: No, no worries. No worries at all. Um, so if you're, you know, listening today, and this is something that really relates to you, the big topic that I've heard Chris speak about is intentional, being intentional with your marketing, being intentional with your customers and the relationships you have with those customers. And just take that one word from our talk today, because if you live with intention and a heart of service, then you will be able to really make those genuine relationships and build those clientele that Chris says he still talks to, even though he's not in the business today. So, Thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate you taking so much time with me today. I'm going to go ahead and hand you over to Megan and you guys can chat some finances.
3: I got one follow up to that. Tay. Awesome. Uh, so you said intentional, huge word for me, huge word. I love that word. In fact, I want to throw out a recommendation. If anyone has not read the book by John Maxwell called intentional living, uh, I highly encourage you to do this because it was, it was really uh, kind of a, a a light bulb moment for me, and so much so now. Even at Go Time, we offer intentional living uh, masterminds on this exact same thing. So read that book. That's my recommendation.
0: Awesome! Thank you so much for that. I love it. I'm the note taker here, so bear with me while I just yep. I dropped the link to that book in our comments there, so that everybody can see it. Um, and we have Nita on the live today. And she's saying she's loving that book, so that's fantastic. Cool. Um, Okay, so I usually like to give a menu of options for the guests. So because I know money is not every favorite topic, and so I don't like to put you on the spot. I like um, me. But I, when I Google Chris Hunter, and then if you Google Chris Hunter's service site, I mean, you like to talk about money. You, there's a lot of stuff out there with you talking about money. So I, I'm a little nervous about giving you some topics because I, I really just want to talk about uh money so here's my three options you've already mentioned the word budget uh today so it is budget season it's actually a little late for budget season it's time to be talking about budgets so we could talk about that this morning um if you have some hacks and and some tools that you've used over the years in your own business to kind of get over that hurdle of saying the word budget because it's not fun and it's not sexy but we know we need one um the second is strategic planning. I feel like I'm hearing strategic planning all over the interwebs right now. Everybody is talking about, do you have your 2022 strategic plan put together? Are you ready for 2022? My husband actually texted me yesterday. He's like, so what's the strategic plan for next year? And I'm like, really? Really, guy? Like, that's a text message? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is KPIs. Because you are affiliated with Service Sighting, which is the most beautiful thing. Uh, uh, CRM that has KPIs built into the dashboard that makes KPIs very easy for home service business owners, we could absolutely talk about your favorite KPIs. I even noticed on the interwebs, you have a couple of cool YouTube videos about, you know, how you use those to leverage growth, to drive profitability in the home service businesses. So, and we can't talk about all three. That always happens to be like, let's talk about all three. No, you, you have to choose one. Um, which of those makes your heart sing the most this morning so we can help out our listeners with some really like actionable takeaways from this week's episode.
3: Yeah. So that, this is a very tough choice. Thank, uh, I know. Yeah, I really I'm sorry. Coming, but yeah.
0: I know. I'm putting it on the spot.
3: <laughs> well, We're well, new friends. Yeah. So, all right. So I'm going to choose one that, that, that encompasses the others. But let me, let me first say this, as far as money budgeting, numbers, planning, KPIs, I didn't know any of this stuff as a technician and a a new business owner. So this was like, oh, my gosh, you know, here I've started this company. I was really good at fixing things and I was good with people. But now we've got this whole thing with business where we actually got to learn how to stay in business and pay people. And, you know, what in the world? So all of that was I had to just dive in and learn. I quickly fell in love with it, though, because I saw the results that happen whenever you you learned about something, you started measuring, and then you took action on, on improving. So with that said, strategic planning, I feel like is the, the number one thing that uh, a company should do, uh, not only each year, I mean, I, I, definitely each year, but you ought to be thinking about planning all the time. But planning is is back to the word intentional. So if you just get away for uh, a couple days and, and do some planning, uh, for the next year. It, it forces you to be very intentional. We 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 teach this at GoTime. We do classes on this. Uh, we did it at the Service Nation Alliance. There's an annual planning thing. There's a whole format for it. Um, and really, once I started doing the strategic or, or success planning, um, that's when things really shifted in my business from just, Hey, look what happened to, all right, we planned on this. Here's what happened here's how we progress towards that plan. And here's what we need to do to fix it to get even better next year. So it helped the growth tremendously. So strategic planning, which takes into account budgeting and KPIs, by the way, uh, is by far my number one uh, thing I think we should dig into.
0: Okay. Well, let's do it. So do you, I mean, that sounds so daunting. Like, We have to do a strategic plan. What is our goal in life for the next year? You know, where's the crystal ball of how much we're going to make and how much we're going to spend and who we're going to hire and who we're going to attract. That just seems overwhelming for a lot of business owners. I feel like you might have some suggestions about easy starting points. Um, So can you kind of walk us through, like, let's pretend that we have a listener that has never done a strategic plan before. And they've just survived COVID. So let's not pretend. We're actually talking to all of our listeners, right? They just they just survived COVID. They just probably had one of their biggest years yet, right? 2021 in the yeah. home service industry was just huge. They're, they're feeling good, but they're feeling a little out of control. They're probably really exhausted. Um, and now you're saying, I need you to take two days or one day out of the business and go do a plan. And they're like, yeah, I'd rather go sleep, you know? So, yeah. so what 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 should they do? <laughs> what well, should they do for that after they've calendared the day or the two days? what what are they bringing to that meeting, and what are they looking at during that meeting?
3: Well, the first thing that I highly recommend is is have somebody facilitate this uh, for you. so there there's two recommendations. I recommend having somebody facilitate it. so that way, um, they the the task will no longer be daunting. You have somebody guiding you through. The, the process that knows what they're doing it's a, a, an intentional way of going through it so that's it the second thing i recommend is inviting another company or two um, to to come and join because they're they're very good at providing an outside sounding board another industry expert you know and and every time that i've joined another company's uh, planning session i've walked away with tons of ideas for myself as well so there, there's benefit of doing it a little bit in, in a group. But with the facilitator here, here's the thing with almost all of them, it gets down to the basics. Like with ours, before we go anything into, into the business, we want to shore up, Hey, why are you doing this? You know, what, what is your mission? You know, not only for your business, but for your life, Let, let's dive in and first get our get our head right, get our priorities in order. Why, why are you doing it? What's your mission? What's your vision? You know, What do you want this thing to be? And and let's start to dream a little bit. So if you follow this format of really clarifying why you're in business, where you're going, what your core values are, then it makes the other stuff that you're going to strategically plan for the year much easier because you get to view everything through that lens of our mission and where our vision and and the core values that we're going to operate by. So definitely having a format to go through uh, or a facilitator to help you is is very key um and then and then once you dive into the nuts and bolts what do you need to bring into it honestly uh any numbers that you had from the past year or two that that's that's really what we ask people to bring those things in because we want to we want to help you set some baselines some benchmarks of hey here's where you were and let's whatever your vision was where you want to go now let's work backwards and figure out how we got to engineer this you know how many uh, calls are we going to need? How, what's our closing percentage? What's our average ticket? And we have tools, you know, that'll that'll help uh, calculate that and really help bring it to life for you. So it sounds daunting, but really, uh, if you follow a proven process, which is what I did in my whole business, I just learned from others that did this. Uh, it's not that daunting, and it's very rewarding uh, to go through.
0: And how do we know we did it right? Like what's the, what's the
3: end result look like? Yeah. I mean, so the end, the end result or how do you know you did it right is just, you went through the process, you know, it's your business, you know, and it's your goal. It's your mission. It's your, it's your vision for whatever you want it to be. No one, no one can tell you what they, what, why you started it or what you want it to be. But here's the amazing thing. it, it blows my mind how many times we go into this and people have never really thought about that. They never thought, huh, what do I want in my life or what do I really want for the business? You know, they'll throw out a number. Oh yeah. I want to be a $10 million shop. Oh yeah. Okay. Why? Well, cause it'll, you know, make lots of money and I'll have lots of people. I'm like, okay, but why do you want that? You know? So, so it really helps clarify. So I think how, you know, you did it right is when you come out of that thing and you're crystal clear on hey, this is what I want. This is why I want it. And now here's how we're going to go and get it.
0: Yeah. I threw a link into the chat. Uh, Simon Sinek, Start With Why uh, has always been a really grounding book for me whenever I'm feeling tired or burnt out or stressed out or overwhelmed. I literally have in my planner my whys of why I started business. And that's what gives me the energy to get up and do it again the next day. Right? That's what gives me the energy to like keep going when it gets hard. It sounds like you had your bracelet with intentionality, leading with service. That is your why. So you needed a token reminder of, of your why to keep going. So I think that's fantastic. I'd also add that when we're done with strategic planning, how we know we've done it correctly is you have an actionable goal. So this is a SMART goal. I used to hate SMART goals, but it is something that is specific. It is measurable. It is achievable. It is, you know, it, it's a SMART goal that you're going to be able to to see how you did. And and I'm just going to remind people that if we go through the effort, if we take the time and energy to do the strategic planning, it is not like a dead document that we just said, Chris Hunter said to do this, so I checked it off my box and it's over, right? You're going to have to revisit it quarterly, maybe even monthly, maybe even weekly, and then, you know, I like to revisit mine On a daily basis is this tying back to my quarterly goal is that quarterly goal tying back to that strategic mission that i had set for myself for the year and it's okay if it changes over the course of the year it it should be dynamic it should Mm -hmm. be evolving um but i encourage you when you're done with this process the takeaway is you've got you've got an idea of what what's what's the next step what's the next thing i'm gonna do and when am i gonna do it um i love this type of year because you know we get to change the calendar here and it's gonna be a whole new year and when we do our year-to-date comparisons we're not gonna look at COVID anymore (laughs) i'm so excited (laughs) to not look at COVID anymore um that's not true we're uh, we're still gonna be looking at COVID. and this year i hope was a great year for our listeners but thank you chris that was really helpful um i feel i feel inspired i'm gonna just recap i we had a really good note taker during that but I heard grab a facilitator and this doesn't have to be fancy. This could be, this could be an office manager. This could be a spouse. This could be a neighbor. This could be a business coach. This Mm -hmm. could be, uh, you know, somebody that's a consultant, but you just need somebody who's a little bit third party-ish who can help facilitate the discussion moving on and say, here is the goal of the strategic planning session. This is the order that we're going to try and complete tasks. And then they keep you on target. Um, it would help if they, if they keep questioning about the why I love Chris, how you kept asking us, why do you want 10 million? (laughs) No, but why? No, but why? Like, (laughs) but why? (laughs) Um, and then you also recommended inviting multiple people. I love that. I love the idea of masterminding. Um, we really get inspired when we learn from others. And you said the first couple steps were defining your mission, vision, and why. And so Mm -hmm. I think you could just write those three things down as blanks. And that is step one of your strategic plan. And then step two, it sounded like, was bring in some numbers from last year. And it doesn't matter what the number is. It could be gross sales. It could be average ticket. It could be conversion rate. It could be uh, client acquisition costs. It, you know, choose some numbers that made sense to you last year. Bring them in and make some plans for the next year. And then maybe do a little dreaming. I think that that's the other cool thing about strategic planning yeah. is we get to we get to dream a little. We're not <laughs> stuck in the grind now. You've created this space where you're inspired in your own company, which is a really magical place to be.
3: Well, so, Mega One, ahead, Chris. I, yeah. I was going to tell you on that on the dreaming part. So, one one cool thing to do, uh, extra little thing, I, I would invite my key leaders at the company as well to the to the planning session. But I, I've still got a video and I I watch it back now because it's still exciting. But I asked our team, you know, after we were done, to all right, we just did this, and now everything that you wanted personally, like take the kids to Disneyland or whatever, we're we're gonna celebrate, you know, like we just made this happen. And then the the intention was a year from now, when it happened, uh, we could replay it and see. Look, we already knew this was happening, we celebrated. So we we videoed that celebration. And, uh, and then here years later, it's still cool for me to look back on that video and see celebrating before it happened. And it did happen, you know, it happened even better, but uh, yeah, I might, might try something fun like that as well.
0: Oh, I love it. Thank you, Chris. That was fantastic. Um, Martha got a big smile when you talked about celebrations (laughs) and when we said dreams. So, but first we're going to pass you to Michelle and she's going to talk all about systems. I have a feeling you guys are going to nerd out.
1: (laughs) We're going to totally dork out. But before we do that, I just want to mention that it's giving Tuesday today. It's one of my favorite days. I love giving Tuesday. I have a feeling Chris and I are going to talk about that. Um, But I did want to also mention that our show is sponsored by nice job. And I know Megan, you talked last week about asking your clients to give to your employees in in a way of tipping them or giving them some extra little bonus. And in the spirit of in Giving Tuesday, just check out Nice Job. I mean, I think it's a really cool way to implement giving from your client to your team members um, and making it really easy with nice jobs. So uh, we will put the post or we will post the link with our um, discount code and it's Fight Club for Business, and we will post that in the notes. So please watch out for that. Um, but Chris, I have this strange feeling that Giving Tuesday isn't just a once-a-year thing in your world. I have a feeling that it's all the time. So tell me how your company gives and tell me what your sort of plan is for that as we kind of look into 2022, what's, what's the plan for giving when in Chris Hunter world?
3: Yeah. So, um, at, at Hunter, one of our core values was giving. So so this is a very, very passionate thing, uh, that, uh, for me personally, but then also as a company, and now even at Service Titan, it's one of their, you know, they really, uh, value or embrace the giving, uh, culture as well. But the, you know, the cool thing about giving Michelle, it's, Mm -hmm. uh, really whatever you want more of if you give that it seems to come back you know so I, I know money is an obvious thing but I mean it's like respect you know love kindness yeah. you know whatever you want more of heck, try giving some of that teamwork mm-hmm. what whatever it may be because it, it seems that it does come back to you tenfold uh when you do that but but it, it, as far as giving uh tuesday it's it's a beautiful day to to bring uh, awareness to something that really should be all the time or, or in the hearts of, of anybody that wants to, to be of service. But um, a couple, I'll tell you just a one really cool program that we did that yeah. I, I learned from another contractor. And like I told you, everything that I, I learned, someone else probably already had done it. I just R and D, you know, right? Robin. Duplicated. So there was a company called a uh, Habaka services, um, Lou Habaka. And he had this program, um, and it was basically, I forget what their, their name of it was, but we called it the gift of heat. And I was thinking, you know, all right, God's got us, got me in this business, uh, you know, and, and I've got this influence in, in the community and, and how, how can he use a heat and air guy? You know what <laughs> I mean, what in the world? Well, Hey, why not use our talents, whatever it may be to be able to give that back you know, so I I might not have been able to give the biggest dollar amount at the time or uh, go and serve, you know, in a a missions trip or whatever it was, but you know what? God gave me some talents and a beautiful team of heat and air people. Why don't we use these talents and give back? So with the Gift of Heat program, um, we learned from someone else and then we implemented it at our company. But you know what happened? It, It was amazing. So essentially the the thing is with gift of heat, you you find a a family or whatever that has a need and you bless them with a a heating in their new system. So Mm -hmm. that part is pretty simple, but what some surprising things that came out of it. For one, I learned that the manufacturers like our partners, like Lennox and Johnstone, um, Baker Distributing, all these people we did business with, they were aching to try to do this as well. Service Titan is doing this right now with with Mm. customers. They're actually blessing them with either the equipment or the funds to be able to do this. They want to be involved as well. And and when they're involved, oh my goodness, now we've strengthened the relationship with our vendor and we've connected them to our customers as well. So involve your vendors, they'll help fund it, you know, first of all. Um, Next, the employees, Oh my gosh! Get them involved in the process. So we we had this pro. We knew we were going to give away one system. Well, what happened was the employees uh, would find so many people, you know, that that uh, needed it. And next mm-hmm. thing I know, they were volunteering their own time and oh, their wow. and even their own money to <laughs> be involved. And, and and they're still doing it to this day. They're doing multiple systems, and so it really uh, brought out their heart of service as well. And then the really surprising thing was after we did this, um, our customers, my goodness, we had customers come by and one, one gentleman came by and gave $500 just to donate to this cause Mm -hmm. one time, but multiple customers would even donate just wanting to, wanting to give back to the community and help. So it it really is (laughs) contagious. Giving is contagious. You you, you start it, it's more contagious than COVID, you know, because people, uh, (laughs) you know, they they enjoy being a part of someone doing something good. So uh, that that was a pretty special program that, that we did at Hunter.
1: I love it. I love it. Okay. So for those out there listening, Chris Hunter is probably very organized with his time. So I'm going to step behind the curtain just a little bit. You can't be a giver if you don't have the resources or the time to do those things, right? So it sounds like you have so much business going on and so many things. Tell me what your calendar kind of looks like if you have multiple avenues of information coming at you. And then do you have a secret weapon? Do you have like an assistant or somebody behind the scenes Mm. that is helping you keep it all on track? tell the truth to our listeners because they need to know how to become the next Chris Hunter, right? If they want to grab another business or do something in the community, how can they plan their time? Well, so that that can be possible.
3: Oh, uh, teamwork. <laughs> teamwork makes the dream work, right? Cause here's, yeah. here's a, here's something Michelle may even surprise yeah. you. I could actually be a little disorganized. I, I you, no. know, no, you know, Here I go. you know, squirrel, you know, <laughs> So I have to have people around me that are very organized. So I've been blessed with lots of people, lots of teammates that are that are that compliment to to, (laughs) to, to myself. So plus my my wife is amazing. She is, she is, uh, she, she keeps me focused on track. Uh, and and so (laughs) having a, having a spouse at home that, that, uh, supports you is, is very well, but, but I want to, I want to, maybe even tie this back to giving just a little bit, just to give you a practical example of this one thing. So I don't know if anyone else out there has this happen, but every day it seemed like somebody was coming by with a ball team to sponsor or want a donation for this or donate. And, you know, I'm, I was the type of guy that, you know, I I wanted to help all, but, you know, unfortunately there's only so much going (laughs) to, you know, money to give out. So back to the strategic planning.
1: Mm-hmm. Why not
3: set up a system for your giving? You know, yeah. let's let's allocate a budget. Let's bring in the team and say, hey, what's important to you? You know, how can you know what? What would you guys or, or ladies like to like mm-hmm. to give back to this year? And let's set a budget for it and be very intentional about our giving instead of just being, uh, you know, off the cuff. And next thing you know, we've we've blown a bunch of money. We put it out there, but we didn't really have a strategy or a system for it. So uh, example for a system when somebody comes in the door and wants a donation. Oh, that's great. We have a, a program and a form here. If you would love to fill this out in our strategic planning, let's review all the people that submitted for a donation. And then the next year we're going to be intentional about choosing the ones that we want to donate to. So that, that took the pressure off of me, uh, to first of all, and then <laughs> second, it, it, the system helped create the, uh, the consistency out of it and that that way we didn't miss and plus it was we could make it very impactful for for those that we did choose so um, i love (laughs) it yeah
1: love it okay good awesome well that cues you up to hand you off to martha because you're talking about people and all the good things that have your culture and involved in your culture so we're gonna hand you off to her thank you so much chris all right
3: thank you
4: (laughs) hey chris so um i had something in mind and then you mentioned something else so i was like oh shoot i want to talk about both and we are really quick um one i like that you were actually a technician first and Mm -hmm. you worked for somebody else before you started your own business so talk a little bit about what you learned what to do and what not to do as a leader, because yeah. I think we learn a lot when we're working for somebody else. And uh, so share that.
3: We, we do. This is uh, something, Martha, I knew we had a connection beyond the uh, the Oklahoma connection and all that. So I, I, the people, it's all about the people, right? So, um, wow. So let, let me, let me start with this. You mentioned learn from a leader, maybe at another place. So I, I'd love for all your viewers to understand this. A leader isn't just the person with the title. There, there's multiple, anybody can be a leader in, in a company, right? And and anyone that's got influence, believe it or not, they're a leader and, and they can either lead an influence in a good way or a bad way. So I, I even as a technician, I saw this many times play out um, where a new person enters the trade and then they get assigned to a technician. Well, that that's a leader. Basically, they're now in, they're going to influence and impact this person's career and how they treat that person can drastically impact the future of that person's uh, career. If they even stay in the trades, you know, so uh, I want everyone to realize, even if you don't have a title, you are a leader and you can be a leader just by those that you influence. So choose to be a good one and and, and impact people well. But whenever I worked at AT and um, I had an amazing boss. Uh, you know, he was a, a leader, and the reason why he believed in me, and and honestly, I would have never, um, I would have never started a company if it wasn't for him. He saw something in me before I even saw something in me, and and that really helped because I, I remember, uh, you know, he was the one that even told me, he's like, Chris, you know what? I really think you should try to get your contractor license, you know, and, and I I was happy with what I was doing. I had no, you know, didn't even think about doing anything different, but he, he he even mentioned, he's like, you know, everything you touch seems to turn to gold. So, you know, why don't you, why don't you do this? So without that leader seeing something and then communicating it and, and inspiring me to take action on it, who knows? I I don't know where I'd be at. I, I might've never, ventured out into doing that so um working for somebody that that sees it communicates it you know inspires that's definitely very key um i've also worked for some leaders that uh that can can scar you a little bit right but here's the thing even if you're around those people that that's not great it goes it went back almost to the to the colossians three twenty three again for me you know, Hey, no matter what I'm doing or who I'm working with or working for um, I'm going to do it with all I got and I'm going to treat everybody with respect and and do it for a higher purpose and, and things tend to work out. So that, yeah, without that first, first leader seeing something in me that I didn't even know um, who knows, I might not be here. I probably wouldn't.
4: That's awesome. And it's so true. I mean, I've had several points in my life where somebody has noticed potential in something and boy, it actually altered my course. So that's really, that's really neat. Um, The second thing I wanted to talk about is um, your dream manager program in this membership that I have called culture first that is our topic for december to get ready for january um and so i'd like to know like in your strategic planning meeting how did you weave the the dream manager program like how did you weave what are your goals for the next year into it and then how did you track that along the way because People would love to know how to do this.
3: Yeah, well, it's part. It's 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 part of that process is is to to dream and then re- reverse engineer uh, of how to do it. So back to the systems and processes. Have it follow the format that it's in there, and almost all of them do. But um, specifically for the people, when we're talking about onboarding and the onboarding process, uh, one of the main things that we did in the onboarding process was immediately identify exactly what was important and what uh, each each team member wanted. Um, and, and it was surprising that most or a lot had never thought about this either. You know, just yes. like the business owner, you know, when we asked them, hey, you know, what where do you want to go? You know, what would you like to learn? Uh, you know, what what what's some work goals? What would you like to do? Most, you know, are like, oh, never thought about it before. But you know what? So we helped them helped them throughout the system. We helped them think about it. Then we, as a team, we had some amazing people in the office that were really gifted at this, but they created a vision board and they, they had a form to fill out. They would write down their work goals, their personal goals, you know, where they would like to go. And they created this vision board. We put it up on the wall at, at Hunter. It was a huge wall. But the, the very cool thing about that for me was as the leader of the company, I could go and I I spent a lot of time just looking at that wall and seeing, okay, here's what someone so wants. How can I connect the dots from that to our company goal? And and if I could ever get those dots to connect, that's really where the magic happens. Right? Uh, And, and, and it's cool. Even after I've left the company now, I still get messages and texts and even some pictures of that vision board of things still being checked off from people. Mm -hmm. So, so it's been really, really amazing. But, but the other thing was if by doing that, having that system in place, um, when, when something came up, I, I now could take immediate action. Let me give you a practical example. Um, one of our employees uh, dream was to go to Germany. Well then one day Linux says, okay, y'all did really well. Guess what? We got a trip to Germany. Well, okay. I could have went to Germany and, and had a good time. Uh, but I knew somebody on my team that was their bucket list. That was their dream. And I'm like, Hey, okay, if I could uh, get them in it, guess what? It does creates a lot of loyalty, you know? So anytime I could make something happen, I did. But then the other part is when people want, you know, uh, they want something, you know, they, their dream is to buy a house, you know, or buy some land or whatever, and then you can reverse engineer that back and say, okay, check it out. You want land, you know, what's your down payment going to be for this land? You know, you get that. All right, let's figure out exactly if we hit our business goals and you hit your individual goals, what's that going to look like? And how can we help you get there? And now they got something to work towards. And then it's back to measuring, Uh, you know, measuring those results along the way and celebrating the, the little wins along the way as well.
4: That's so cool. That is so cool. We have a guest, in this membership next week that actually went and got certified and uh, as a dream manager coach, and then started her own program called dare to dream. And she had a maid service in St. Louis and she tells she's now, she's sold it and retired, but she says the same thing. She has some of her, her former employees still contact her and say, Hey, I met this goal and, hey, I I did this. And, you know, it has given back to her a hundredfold. She's speaking next week, but Chris, I'm going to be heading you up and see if we can get you on as well. Because it's very inspiring. And I think people just don't understand. It doesn't take that much work as a leader. It honestly doesn't but the connection you make with the people is, you know, they remember, they remember how you made them feel and they remember the things that they accomplished with you, not the money. Yeah, you're right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No one's going to look back and remember, wow. Remember in, 2007 when I had that awesome average ticket, you know, they're never going to remember yeah. that, but they're going to remember, Hey, remember whenever I was able to, to make a down payment on that, you know, dream house that we always wanted, you know, due to, due to the company. Yeah. I mean, they'll remember those things for sure.
4: Right. Right. And in times like these where, it, you know, leading employees, isn't all rosy. We know that. And, uh, So when you have these things, these feel-good things that can enrich your life as a leader, you know, it just fills that bucket a little and makes it, you know, makes that recruiting and interviewing and all those things you have to do a little bit more worthwhile. So really appreciate you sharing that and um, yeah. Good old Oklahoma connection is right. There, there you go. <laughs> so anyway, all right. Well, Tay, I'm going to be quiet now and hand it back to you.
2: <laughs> all right. Sounds good, Martha. Um, Chris, at this point in the show, we go ahead and assign homework because we do want our listeners to be actionable this week and be able to move the needle forward in their business. So you are absolutely free to assign some homework at the end. We'll just go around first and assign our homework and then feel free to add your own fifth piece of homework there for our Mm -hmm. listeners um please remember that we don't want you to do all four to five pieces of homework that would be very daunting very exhausting (laughs) we're here to make sure you're successful we're here to make sure you're hitting these actionable steps within this week so just pick one that spoke to you Um, as far as marketing goes we talked a lot about intention but everyone kind of talks a lot about intention on each of the segments. So marketing homework is going to be a pretty easy one. I want you to go ahead and if you do so, choose, grab John Maxwell's Intentional Living, Choosing a Life That Matters, because this is something that can be able to be reflected on at any point in your life. If you are in a struggle or you're in a point that you need that little extra boost of why you're doing this, this is going to be a great book to turn to. So that's going to be your marketing homework. And then from there, what you can do is, you know, if you wanted an extra bonus, add a way that you can immediately implement that into your business with living with intention and living with an act, a heart of service. So that's going to be your marketing homework. Um, we'll go ahead and pass it off to Megan for some finance
0: homework. Awesome. Uh- I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna download that book and listen to it next week. I have not listened to it yet. Uh, And I think I could use a little intentionality these holidays. Um, Thanks for that inspiration, Tay. I was going to say, and I'm still gonna say actually. So your homework for finance this week is to schedule some time for strategic planning. And if you can't afford a day or two on your calendar, set aside a couple of hours, set aside an evening, make it fun, invite your team, invite your key players, and sit down and really plan out next year because if you don't if you wait till next month or if you wait till slow season or if you wait until the time is perfect uh, you will have lost a lot of time and your business will be just doing its thing and you it will be driving you as opposed to you driving it so i encourage you to carve out the time try to make it happen before the end of the year and set a clear agenda, invite a facilitator, invite a friend or two who's also a business owner, and see what happens. I'd encourage you to block out at least a full day if you can. That way you don't have the pulls of your daily life pulling on you. Um, but if you can't block out a full day, make it a really, really impactful couple of hours. Um, and then I just, I had to add a second piece of homework. Remember, you're only choosing one. But... I feel so inspired by Chris and Chris has a book and it's called It's Go Time. And I really feel like Mm -hmm. after this hour, it is go time. So I'm gonna drop the link to that book here in the chat and I'm gonna encourage you to check it out because if you're feeling like me, like, oh, the time is now, I need to do something. uh, I think this book is a great starting point for that. So um, yeah, that's that's my homework for this week. And remember to just choose one, be intentional. You can only do (laughs) one thing at a time. (laughs) okay and your systems
1: homework for me in the spirit of giving tuesday is to set aside some time when you're doing your strategic planning to find a giving portion right? What is that percentage that feels comfortable for you? What is it for your business quarterly and then annually that you can give to people? Um, And maybe today you could shop some local charities or something in your area or in your region that makes sense to your business that you could align with. I know um, I'm working on that actually with another business right now. So it's really fun process to kind of shop for a charity that makes sense to your business. And so I'm I'm gonna ask you to do that this week and then come up with a plan to give to that nonprofit in your area in 2022. So that's your homework.
4: Okay, and my homework is going to be, if you have not read the Dream Manager book, read that. But really, the only reason you're gonna read it is to get inspired to develop your own Dream Manager program. In the book, I think it's a little overwhelming because they hired a dream manager, coach, and blah, blah, blah. Most of us do not have the budget for that. And you can absolutely do it with you as the leader and facilitator, as long as, you know, you have the tools to to run it and meet on it. We do it monthly. And so anyway, um,
3: yeah. That's the homework. Awesome. It's my turn.
1: Yeah.
3: I'm the world's worst at homework, by the way. So uh, yeah, I, I've, I've got a, my, my son is in eighth grade. He comes home with homework and I'm just like, son, <laughs> At this point, you're on your own because you know more about it than I do uh, at, at this, you know, what they're learning now. But so here here's my homework. So being it is given Tuesday, uh, i i'm probably getting in trouble for doing this but i will give away <laughs> it's go Time book uh anybody and so here i just need some help with the details if you'll send your your shipping address and your name to to michelle or however you want to do it yeah, uh for for you know the the people that watch this uh i I'll, I'll make uh i'll send you a book uh it's go time it's written by Dave Rothker was a phenomenal uh, mentor, leadership coach. Um, he co-authored this with myself and Ben Stark. Every lesson we learned, it's in here. All those things that we talked about, the annual planning, it's got the blueprint in here. The oh, wow. uh, the, the vision boards, the training programs, all of it, um, it's in this book. So, wow! Hope Go Time Team doesn't get too mad at me, but Giving Tuesday, <laughs> send your info uh, and and I will make that happen.
1: Yeah, that's perfect. They can direct message us at Fight Club for Business on Facebook, and we will absolutely get a get a name and get something else sent out for you. So that's awesome, Chris. Thank you. That's okay. very generous. We didn't know that was a surprise giveaway. Yeah. So, yes, that was
4: I
3: love it. <laughs> I may be fired later, but you know, no, hey,
1: well, we always end with a quote, but before we do that, how can people find you, Chris, if they want to reach out, they want to know more, they want to see what you're doing and what you're up to, what's the best way they can, they can find you.
3: Yeah. So definitely uh, on all, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, all, all of those things right there our, our website, com, And then also uh, at Service Titan, I'm involved in, in all their social media channels like uh, the, Service Titan Masterminds Facebook group and community. So on there, Uh, or they could just send me an email, Chris at GoTimeSuccessGroup.com.
1: I love it. That's awesome. Okay. So our quote for the day, it's really kind of fits in with everything we talked about today. And thank you again, Chris, for joining us. This was awesome. Um, Is from William Wordsworth. And he says that the best portion of a good man's life, his little, nameless, unremembered acts of kindness and love, so I hope that that inspires everybody to get out there and give for Giving Tuesday today. And again, thank you, Chris, for joining us. What a fun time we had! A good time, everybody. Yeah, thanks
3: for inviting me. By the hey. way, I love the format. I love oh, how uh, intentional we are about the different segments there. So well.
1: Welcome. Well, good. Thank you thank so much, Chris. And have a great day, everybody. Thanks so much. Bye.
0: Okay, fight. next <laughs> Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four,
2: business.
4: Fight Club fight. for Business.